Hey, what's up? Welcome to another episode of the Oakland Warriors podcast. I'm Patrick, flying solo. Just finished watching the Warriors lose to the Indiana Pacers. Clay was at the game, and that was cool to see. I mean, it was it was good to see him there. It's almost though like you're seeing a ghost, you know, like. He hasn't been on the court or with the team in so long that it was kind of strange. But seeing him out there, hopefully he's feeling good and hopefully he's healing properly. And whenever his rehab starts, if he comes back anywhere close to who he was before next season, I'm really looking forward to that. But I won't get too ahead of myself and I'll just deal with the game at hand. Uh, Tough loss. Um, That really felt like a game that the Warriors were actually going to pull out and win. And I got to be honest, uh, I'm kind of pissed they didn't win. But I take that as a good sign because earlier in the season, I would have been super happy with this kind of result that they competed, that they, you know, kept it close or whatever. Maybe this is just a sign that I expect them to close out. I expect them to play well, that just competing and staying in the game is not the goal. So I guess that's a positive, that I perceive this team as beyond those first week or two growing pains, that awkwardness of not having training camp and stuff like that. The Warriors were playing pretty well throughout the game, but then when it mattered most, they just couldn't put the ball in the basket. The whole game, the Pacers were putting some boxing ones, doubling Steph, tripling Steph, just focusing on him, making him give up the ball. So eventually, the Warriors are going to have to figure something out about that. Damian Lee, Michael Mulder, Kelly Oubre, Andrew Wiggins, they were all hitting shots early. There was one sequence where Damian Lee and Michael Mulder both drained threes. I think it might have been back to back. And I was like, all right, uh, I guess we're never going to see Jordan Poole ever again. In general, the team looks like it's coming together. They're finding a little bit more flow. But man, yeah, <laughs> I really wanted this one. They definitely missed Eric Pascal out there. As I've said before, he's one of the few guys on the team who can just put his head down and go get a bucket. He can really forced the issue a lot more than some of the other guys on the bench. So when they had trouble scoring, he might have been a nice option. Also, just having him as the backup center on the second unit would have been super helpful. Looney's minutes, I mean, they were a little mixed. I mean, the guy's just so groundbound. When you had him and Draymond in the game, they were just too small in a lot of ways going up against Sabonis and Miles Turner. James Wiseman... I mean, he has size, of course, and he started off strong, had a couple good shots. But yeah, he still looks like sometimes he doesn't know where to be on the court and gets a little lost and whatnot, which is fine. And all that stuff is understandable. I have this theory, right? I have this theory where like, the team, when they started the season, just looks so out of sorts. And that's obviously why they looked so bad. (laughs) They didn't know how to play together. And then as the season moved forward, they're starting to get more of that feel. And so everybody has raised the level of their play, including Wiseman. But the thing is like that initial confusion to start the season, now that's kind of gone and the vets, they are a little bit more comfortable. You're starting to see the rawness, the lack of game experience, especially in the NBA for Wiseman. 
So basically, everybody was like a little off to start the season. Uh, but then the vets, they closed the gap on themselves. But, you know, Wiseman has improved a little bit as well. But you're seeing still that dearth of actual game time. But I did like that Wiseman was super aggressive, you know, like he always looks like he is competing hard. When he played with a second unit, he looked a little off, like he hadn't played with them that much. The second unit, usually with Pascal in, you know, sometimes they have a pretty good flow. They started developing something like that. And now with Wiseman out there, it's just, you know, it wasn't the same. He still has to work on his hands, of course, a little bit. Sometimes it rebounds, just bounce off of his hands. I think, you know, maybe it's the speed of the game rather than just having bad hands. He had some great moments. His dunks are always nice. That block on Sabonis was pretty nasty. I think Sabonis adjusted his shot. I think he may have double clutched or something like that. Uh, so Wiseman was just in the air waiting for him. And I think he blocked it with like his forearm or close to his elbow off the backboard. I mean, that was pretty impressive. On the ensuing fast break, Draymond passed it to Wiggins, maybe, or one of the wings. And um, he missed the layup, but he had Steph trailing on the on the right wing. Maybe he should have hit him there. Again, you know, like Wiseman will have his ups and downs, his pluses and his minuses. So I'm not too worried. I think some of those foul calls on James Wiseman were bullshit. The the fourth foul or the fifth foul when he was called for a moving screen. I mean, come on, the dude was as stationary as you can be. Unless all of a sudden they redefined what a moving screen is in terms of like what you should and shouldn't call. That was just strange. I mean, we've all seen far worse moving screens, which are never, ever called. But I guess they're giving him his, uh, his rookie welcome to the league or something. So yeah, they missed Pascal, especially because Wiseman was in foul trouble and they had to put Looney in a lot. And so they were consistently outsized under the basket defensively in terms of rebounds. So that definitely didn't help. You're listening to the Oakland Warriors podcast. Do you know Oakland Warriors is a website too? Oaklandwarriors.com offers a collection of Warriors t-shirts that are comfy, classy, and cool. Fit for a real Warriors fan like you. Forget basic tees and boring designs. With Oakland Warriors, you can show your team pride with those in the know. I have a shirt from OaklandWarriors.com. It's comfy and soft, and it reps the dubs in a low-key but fun way. Don't believe me? Check out OaklandWarriors.com and use the code PODCAST at checkout for a 10% discount. But taking a step back... For most of the game, to focus on the good things, Kelly Oubre Jr. started hitting some shots. He hit a few threes, and that was good. Uh, Damian Lee, that dude, he's in that category for me now. I don't know about you, but like when he shoots a three, I think it's going in, you know? And there's no one else on the team besides Steph that I ever think that about. So that's that's solid. And Andrew Wiggins, hey, he's consistent. His defense was awesome. He had a couple blocks. Uh, he's always, always active. And he hit some big shots early. I mean, granted, everybody missed shots late, including him. But, you know, when they were flowing, you're like, okay, when they're on, all right, they can be pretty, pretty good. And Wiggins just looks like he is more comfortable in his role. He knows what his role is. And he just seems like he's enjoying it. I mean, the dude doesn't smile much on the court, but, you know, you just get the sense, though, that 
he's appreciating his role, that he doesn't have to do too much. He's playing freer. He doesn't have that pressure to be the number one pick best player on the team. So he's trying to fill the gaps, you know, play his role. But yeah, man, this this one, again, like I think it's good that, uh, you know, maybe I feel like we should win this game because that means that the team is better than it was before. And that I'm thinking about how these games and how these wins and losses are going to actually affect their playoff standing. So that's a positive because I guess I'm assuming and hoping and thinking that they're actually going to make the playoffs. Yeah, it would have been nice to get up to seven and four, but hopefully they learn from this and again, continue to figure out ways to bust those gimmicky defenses they put on Steph. Part of it is for these guys to hit shots and they were hitting them early. But, you know, if you're Indiana, just because some guys hit shots early doesn't mean that they're going to hit them late if they hadn't been hitting them all season. So you'll still take Damian Lee, Mulder, Oubre taking those shots over Steph. So until there's more consistency from those guys, we're going to keep seeing these defenses on Steph and something needs to be adjusted because if Steph has, I mean, he had 20 points, but if he had a quote unquote normal Steph game, probably there's greater flow and the Warriors win. Yeah, I really wanted that win. Anyway, that's another episode of the Oakland Warriors podcast. Don't forget to subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts and feel free to give me a shout on Twitter at Patrick Epino, E-P-I-N-O, or at Oakland Warriors and check us out at oaklandwarriors.com. That's it. Music in this episode provided by Paper Sun. Special thanks to Paul Amardo for production support. See you next time and go Dubs. Thank you.